0: quick strategic thinking is crucial and with obstacles consistently impending determination is essential in overcoming them it's this willingness decisiveness and resilience that sets marines apart with our fighting spirit we don't just fight battles we win them marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown and through adaptable problem solving we do just that learn more at (laughs) marines.com
1: Welcome to this week's Attacking Scrum podcast, coming up on this episode we'll be looking back at Wales's defeat to New Zealand and seeing where that went wrong, where there are any positives to draw out of the game and we'll also be looking ahead to the South Africa game, the final game of the Autumn International, Autumn Internationals for the Welsh team and There's been a huge weekend of sport this weekend, of course. There's been the Ashes, there's been Wales versus New Zealand, a load of other autumn internationals. Uh, There's been Grand Prix, Premier League football. Uh, There's been the the Betfair Chase in horse racing, but none of these compares to uh, the Cowbridge Reindeer Parade, which has been enough to draw Dan Killick back to his hometown uh, in order
0: to cover this. How was that done? It was it was great, Jed. Yeah, fantastic. Over uh, over ten thousand people there apparently. Is that so, right? Just in our little market town. Yeah, for the uh, to see the reindeers. So yeah, it was good. Good. Lots of uh, lots of uh, lots of people there. Lots of little stalls. Good for you know. Good for the uh, good for the town. Good stuff.
1: Uh, any any particular highlights? Um,
0: Santa was um, was looking good. He had a pretty pretty strong pretty strong beard. Yeah. Um, and um, he was looking suitably portly, yeah, um, but yeah, my little my uh, little Imogen was uh, was absolutely delighted to see him, as were all the other children. So it's um, yeah, it's something something warming about it, you know. Awesome.
1: Uh, one thing that I still wasn't... believe do you. Oh yeah, good. yeah. Well, I, I suppose that, again that's where we differ, isn't it? That's where we differ. <laughs> Dan, you always take the optimistic approach, and I less so. Um, I say one thing there might be a change tonight well, maybe let's let's find out as we'll crack on with some analysis on the game from from yesterday, and I was going to say one thing that wasn't warming was uh, was the the general temperature absolutely freezing in Wales yesterday, but um, nonetheless, always a special game against New Zealand, and uh, yeah, certainly enjoyed being there, great atmosphere uh, as you usually get for that game. I'm going to start though while we're talking about belief. Do you think Wales at any point during that game, Dan? Did you think that Wales were going to be able to pull that one off?
0: Well, the first, the first ten minutes, yeah. Um, I think it was similar to the Georgia game, really, where we left. You know, we should have taken. We should have had three tries, mm. and then it's a totally different game. Then, but we just we just don't take our chances, do we? You don't get you don't get many of them. Um, so, you know, after the first ten. Basically you knew it was gonna be same old, didn't you? And um it almost felt like it was slipping away from that point. And <clears throat> we looked at each other, didn't we, in the stadium, mm. when we didn't get um those those early tries, you just start thinking, hang on, you know, this um it's gonna be uh it's gonna be another loss another loss for Wales, isn't it? I think especially
1: when you look at the ease with which New Zealand were able to to take their tries. You know, they had Particularly in that opening fra- uh, that opening phase that you're referring to, they didn't have much possession at all. Seemed perfectly happy giving Wales possession when they when they did get to a phase where Wales looked like they were going to score. You know those kind of cynical New Zealand penalties that they're happy to give away, and then when they got the opportunity, they cut us apart and and scored. You know with with a fair amount of ease, to be honest.
0: It was it was it was really easy for him, wasn't it? I mean, I know in the great in the ground we were saying, oh, you know. Um, you know, a couple of those tries were absolutely brilliant, but they were, it was all too easy. Um, you know, big, it was, you know, poor old Steph Evans had a had a very, very tough day at the office, didn't he? And he's had a, um, it's been a real sort of, Perhaps a real a sort of, uh, learning. Yeah, I was going to say that, yeah, I mean, for him over this, over this autumn period, hopefully he'll, you know, he'll learn, he'll learn from it. I'm sure he will, but, there was masses of, of, of lapses of concentration wasn't there which led to their tries They we made those tries look good um you know you take them you, you, it's just, it's just it's just so frustrating isn't it because it's like you know if we did this podcast you know you almost you almost know what you're going to say um before the games before we you, even played the game we could yeah. we could have recorded this before the game You know, which is is ridiculous, really. Well, this is it. And we said it last
1: week that it really is shaping up to be that classic Welsh autumn run of performances. Opening defeat to Australia, an unconvincing victory against a second-tier nation, you know, plenty of heart against New Zealand, but ultimately blown away. And then, you know, I don't know really what you can, what you can read into, uh, what you can read into South Africa. Obviously later on in this podcast, we'll be previewing that, but yeah, that'd be a tough,
0: it does feel all too <laughs> familiar, doesn't game. it? It does. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was brutal, wasn't it? You know, they were, they were massively up for, uh, for the game. It was big, big hits, collisions all over the park. Um, and we were, you know, we were right in it. I, for me, it's, it's hard because, you know, I said that we were uh, we were going to win, um, that it was going to be a, an, an historic day for us, and I I really do feel that it that it should have been. So you think the game the game was there for the taking then? Yeah, I do. I do think it was there for the taking. Um, you know, we were absolutely pepper in the line, weren't we, early on, and you know, if 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 Falotau's, you know Falatow had gone over. I just think it would have been a, a, a different, a different kettle of fish. Wales being Wales, we would have, you know, they would have, they would have fought back. If we scored those three tries, mm. they would have fought back, wouldn't they? They're obviously never going to roll over. But it just make, it just, it's a totally different game then, isn't it? We're able to, you know, hopefully we would have smartened up and played a little bit cuter because we were playing a game from, from all over the park when we were looking to go wide so, so early. Um and um maybe that would have, we would, have, we would have cut that out a little bit, not put ourselves under so much pressure. And, you know, because I thought the moments of concentration, we, we sort of brought that on ourselves a bit. Um, we matched them physically. There was a few things that didn't go didn't go our way, did they? I mean, very, very sort of clever, cute play from, from Kane in the back row. And, you know, it could have been a yellow. It should have been a yellow for me much earlier on. Straight away um, in, that, in those
1: opening in those opening phases, when Wales had yeah. had pressure and he gave away that penalty, you think that was there was
0: enough in those early penalties to warrant a yellow? Yeah, definitely. I mean, just just card them. You know, they know what they're doing. Mm. They know, they know exactly what they're doing. And if it was any other team, if it was the other way round, we would have had a card. I I, I I believe that. You know, we would have had a card. And you know, if you were ref in that game, you would, <laughs> have, you would have you would have you. You would have you would have produced a card probably would have been probably would have been fifteen uh, fifteen yellows. But um yeah, obviously I'm going a bit over the top with it, but it's it's frustrating it's just so frustrating, isn't it? We should have had that. Where where did we lose it then? Where did Wales lose that game? We didn't take our we didn't take our chances, did we? It's just you know, down to execution, um, you think? A lot of it is down to execution, yeah, and the we tend to to switch off i do think quite a bit of it's mental we switch off at key times you know the the bigger you know the interception pass. we gifted a couple of tries didn't we and you just can't do that against uh against any side really um so we you know we play well we battle we're you know we're, we're competitive and then we just give away um you know there's a there's a lapse in concentration or we do something silly and it just literally sucks the life out of the team. You feel it, don't you? It's just, everything moves away from us. Um, and they just literally ride, they're riding high off that, and they they, 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 uh, they just, I think you said, didn't you, they, as soon as they notice that little momentum shift yeah. and you're getting a little bit weak, they just turn it up and really get in your faces and just rub it in. You know, Alan Wynn's still going, you know, 10 to dozen, isn't he? The rest of the guy, you can just see him switching off a little bit. And, um, you know, we've massively missed we with, uh, you know, Jonathan. Um, and, uh, you know, having him in the centre there, the try that they uh, yeah, I I think, went for. Was... I, th-
1: I think we all know what his attacking qualities are, but then certainly on a day like that, when New Zealand, you know, occurring an attack, you need Jonathan Davis there for his defensive organisational skills as much as anything. Because he does, he does marshal that that defensive line so well, and I think you you know you you're gonna you're gonna miss him um, for for yeah. many reasons. They, but that's certainly and that's certainly
0: something that I think was noticeable yesterday. And he would have he would have norm he would have helped out Steph Evans and and a Marcelo Zidane. I thought had a fine, you know in. in Large parts. I know we played very well, but he would help those those young boys out, wouldn't he? Um, well, the you know, half-backy positional is very good. It always is, but it's we missed we missed him badly. We knew we were going to and we did, um, and uh, I also feel that we were there. Were there were you know off off first phase we played we did some, we did some nice clever stuff, didn't we? Um, you know hats off to to Howley if that was him. I thought we we played some you know. Good, we did some good moves, um, but a lot of the time we were just crabbing across the park, weren't we? Well, this is um, it. This is one thing I wanted to to look at. You
1: know, we're now three games into three games into the autumn series, three down, and so much was made when the squad was announced about this really being a, sig- a you know, a kind of signal of intent of wanting to play more attacking rugby. We've had three games to have a, a good old review of that are we seeing an improvement with this back line?
0: we are seeing an improvement that we're playing a different way aren't we but we're not good enough to play it I think that's the
1: do you, do you think that's you it you
0: know yeah I do I think that you know the you know the the Amos that was a lovely move wasn't it with the uh, with Amos bust, you know lovely pass from from uh Waked past from bigger to almost when he busted through, and then he could have gone right or left, in the In yeah. you know, in the end, he went left. That was that was gorgeous. So I could watch that over and over again. So, you know, and that that's something we just haven't we haven't been doing over for years. So there are there are positives, but we 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 just we I really feel like we're quite far behind. Yeah, I, I know, especially when you look at the Scotland and you know what they're doing, and it's kind of. It's worrying, isn't it? Yeah, I, that's,
1: the, that's the big thing for me, actually. I think generally after New Zealand games, you come out there thinking, right, it's not all doom and gloom, we can compete. But I think that is the, the one thing, is I'm still not seeing a massive... I think you're right, you know, the, the intent is there, but it's still... It doesn't, they don't look comfortable playing this, playing this game. You mentioned it earlier on, and we mentioned it in the stadium a couple of times yesterday. They seem to go wide so early that we end up with, you know, it it seems very easy to read. And because you're playing that bit deeper and, you know, with with two playmakers, a lot of the time you're ending up with the ball way behind the game line and then you've got either Amos or Steph Evans or, on a few occasions, Faletown trying to do something out of nothing. And that's the bit of the
0: way, yeah, you're you're right. You put yourself under pressure pressure on you. Yeah, because because cause the way we're standing and it's it's high risk, isn't it? Um, you know, it's high risk stuff which we're we're not good enough to to, to do at the moment. Um, you know, Owen I mean Williams, for instance, you know, he, he's he's getting you know, lots of people are saying you know, it's been a real positive, isn't it? Him, him, this autumn. Well, yeah. he, he he's played well, but equally, um, I don't think he's been outstanding. You know, I think he's I think he's been he's been good. You know, but. There are also parts to his game that he needs to, you know, he needs to improve because, in in terms of, in terms of just holding the line and fixing players and things, we we're we're just we're shoveling the ball out, aren't we, a lot.
1: Yeah, um, that's the bit that I haven't seen any change with is that even when we're scoring tries, you know, it looks like it's like we need three and four on ones in order to go over, because I just don't think we have. You're right. We can't and get we over don't, that, can we? Don't don't fix the man enough, and that's something that that's something that worries me. Is even when we do go over the line, it's only just right, it? right in the corner because <laughs> yeah. we're just not we're just yeah. not pinning people back. And you know, I think it it just shows how how kind of telegraph we are. I said it to you yesterday. The thing that um, that kind of struck me at, at certain points yesterday was that. I still think at times our best attacking threat is Dan Bigger putting up a massive up and under, chasing it 40 yards and, and catching it himself. I, honestly, I still think at times that's our best attacking threat. Now, I know that's, that's a little bit flippant given that he scored that fantastic try with the Amos bust, like you said. And obviously, you know, Navidi made a good few, um, a good few yards and, and got away in the first half as well. But I just it I still it really doesn't well. look like it's coming naturally
0: at the moment. No, And do you think, are we being too critical or are we right to be? You know, is this going to take, you know, well, it is going to take some time, isn't it? And we're going to, we need to continue playing the way we're playing, I suppose. Um, but our, we, we're singing off the same sheet, aren't we? And that we, we don't need to, just because we want to play an expansive game doesn't mean we play that way all the time.
1: Yeah, I, I just think it's been the perennial problem in Welsh rugby right, that we don't play what's in front of us. You know, for a long time we've not done that. We've not, you know, whenever whatever we've done, it's been a very prescribed game plan. So, what do you think we need to do then? Why, why you know, how do we how do we how do the play how do we change that? Well, the first thing for me is I would, I, and I you know I've said this numerous times on this podcast, I would have changed the the backs coach and I would have done that at the end of the 2015 World Cup. I think we needed freshening up. We knew the game was moving on then, and we knew that we were going to need more imagination and more variety, and a coach who's going to be able to bring more out of those players. You have a very limited time in international rugby, a very limited time with those set of players, and you need to make every single training session count. And, you know, I haven't seen a huge amount to suggest to this, that it's moved on a great deal, and when you compare it to other teams in the in the world, other teams in the northern hemisphere, other teams within the home nations, I think we're lagging way behind. In the backs, yeah. In the backs, yeah, absolutely, and yeah, I I, I don't think it's down to just down to playing personnel, really. I just think it's uh, I think it's
0: a question. What about... of not having that imagination there from a coaching setup? Yeah, it's interesting. What about what about you know? You throw game management in there as well because we've we've shown that we can uh, at times we can play you know play some play some ball mm. you know play some rugby football, Um but our our sort of knowledge of when to, you know when to play and when not to play yeah. seems to have gone completely out of the window. So if if our game management was was smarter. We then aren't putting ourselves under, you know, into these pressure situations, which then, you know, within it, with inexperienced players, are going to really feel that pressure and and, and make errors. i.e. you know, Steph Evans, you know, made a good few, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, are we are we bringing that upon ourselves? And you know, should we be should we lay off a little bit, you know, proudly and and the attacking line, or does that come back to them as well?
1: Uh, no, I, d- I don't think so. I think that he's had enough time there to to do something with it. It hasn't helped the fact that, that the World Rugby Union let Gatlin go away uh, to coach the Lions and you've lost 18 months, two years worth of, um, of vision from the top down. So you've ended up with Howley doing that job, which he wasn't qualified for, in my opinion. And that has then meant that, you know, we've experimented with a few other coaches in the meantime, but again there was no continuity there. You had Matt Sherrett do it for a bit. Uh you know, and again I didn't see a, a drastic improvement during that time. So you've had a number of individuals come in and, and do it in, in bits and pieces. But I think I you know, I just think we've we've lost that time, you know, and there's nothing there's nothing that, that we can do about that now. We've got just under two years to go to a World Cup and we're gonna to need to find answers pretty damn soon. Do
0: you think we'll be ready? Come the World Cup?
1: Do you know what I think will one thing I will say about Gatland. I know it's not fashionable to you know to like Gatland at the moment, but what I do think he, he does very well is he prepares sides for the big games and the big tournaments very, very well. You know, you look at World Cup twenty eleven, which was you know the I think when the side was its most competitive under Gatland, he prepared them you know, almost out of nothing. If you were to look at us at the start of that season, you know, we got stuffed by England um, at home on a Friday night. We didn't do much in that Six Nations to suggest that we were going to get to a World Cup semi-final and get to within a whisker of a final. So what I will say is when he does have that time with players, I think he is able to bring the best out of them. But at the moment, I honestly think that if I was him, I'm not sure I'd be looking to play attacking rugby. I'd kind of be looking at it, going, "Well, actually, can we turn this around in two years? Or maybe we are just that that side that kicks the leather off the ball and tries to do tries to out outpower teams. You know, we try and drag drag teams down to our level. Now, that's not what I want to see from a Welsh rugby side. I want to see them playing adventurous rugby and you know looking for looking for offloads and playing a you know naturally kind of attacking game,
0: but the danger is, isn't it? If we went down that route, mm-hmm. then we would become even further, even further behind the pack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, You know, in in uh, in two years' time, isn't it? I mean, are the, are the you know the coach is saying, look, we need to we need to put ourselves under pressure. We need to put ourselves into these awkward positions. So we, that's what we're going to learn more, and we're gonna, you know, we're just we're going to play from – we're going to play from uh, from deep and and all over because it'd be interesting wouldn't it, to hear to hear something on those lines. like what are the what are the tactics? You don't yeah. hear much about that, do we? Um, it would be interesting. I love, love that.
1: I saw uh, interview with Eddie Jones after he's interviewed after yesterday's game, and when they beat you know they put put away some earth pretty convincingly, and when it's when it's come to his turn to the for the post match interview he's kind of suggesting that come six nations it's not going to be as easy to you know to score that number of tries because of the because of the weather conditions and you know traditionally we you don't see as many you know as many tries during that time with the exception of the odd kind of super saturday where things go a bit crazy so i wonder whether actually you know we're going to see you know, whether this, this autumn is the only opportunity to really see it this season. Um, because, you know, again, Six Nations, you kind of don't know what's going to happen.
0: Yeah, it's a great point, actually, about if, if so do, you reckon the style, do you reckon the style will change for the, for the Six Nations? I, we'll be going for wins.
1: I mean, you have to go for wins in Six Nations. You know, it's kind of, like we said, none of these results have surprised any of us during the autumn so I almost think that the pressure is off a little bit uh, just because, you know, I think we showed enough intent against Australia to go and kind of go, OK, right, let's well, bought us a bit more time. We were more competitive than we normally were. The Georgia game was a nightmare, as we've discussed, but nothing new there. The Kiwi game has pretty much gone to script. And short of seeing a really expansive game next week, I don't know that, you know, I don't know that we're going to have learnt a huge amount about the Welsh side. Come the Six Nations, if we lose to, you know, if we lose heavily to England or Scotland, Scotland beat us in our own patch, which isn't unthinkable given how much they've improved at the moment, then that
0: pressure really starts to build up. And they're, they're, they're a team that is being very, very well coached, aren't
1: they? Yeah,
0: absolutely. I...
1: That's the thing that I think you find that I personally find quite depressing is is watching them play a 2005 Wales brand of rugby while we're really kind of struggling and and kind of looking like Scotland did a couple of years ago. They're lovely More to watch, as aren't
0: they? It's a it's a great brand, isn't it?
1: I think I think in the international rugby the side I enjoy watching the most. I really do, just because they. They play with a natural energy and the tempo is just so, so fast that it is naturally exciting to watch. It's real kind of harem, scare 'em stuff. But you know, I think I think we all want to see rugby
0: played in that way. Yeah, we do. It's it's like you know, it's like when you catch a cracking Scarlet game, isn't it? You don't want it to end and that's what it's like with with, with Scotland at the moment. Mm. You know, fans are fans are loving it and you know, and we're loving it as well. And it's great for Scotland, isn't it? Because they've had, they've been in the doldrums for a long, long time. And, uh, they're a real match now, aren't they? A real handful. They're unpredictable. They're well drilled, well coached, and uh, they know exactly what they're doing. And for, we, we, we don't at times, do we? Should
1: that give us a reason to be optimistic, though, that Scotland have been able to turn it around? And I think, you know, if you were to look back prior to the 2015 World Cup, you know, I don't think you'd have necessarily looked at it and said, "All oh, right, well, you know, Scotland are going to be are going to start playing this really attractive brand of rugby and and being Southern Hemisphere size, running New Zealand really close." Should that be a reason for us to be optimistic?
0: Yeah, we've got to pull, up. we've got to pull some bits out of that, haven't we? And you know, there there are there are positives in the game, aren't there? It's just it's it's just unfortunate. That it's the same old it's the same old negative, isn't it? Um, I. You know here's my uh, optimistic happier but I do think come the come the World Cup will be will be in a very good place we will have seen a few you know uh, a few players and as we said before this campaign some you know some some will sort of step up and some are going to have to go back and work on you know work on a number of things but they'll undoubtedly have picked up um, a number of things to work on them won't they so that's 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 mainly the, that's the positive, isn't it? But you know, it's kind of catching at straws a bit. Well, potentially, I mean, it's quite interesting So we talked about coaches quite
1: a bit for the last you know for the last few minutes. What do you think their take will be on it though? Will the coaches be pleased with that effort from yesterday?
0: They'll be pleased. They'll be pleased with the effort because we gave you know we gave everything, didn't we? We mm. tackled hard. We were. Uh, we were certainly up for it, but where we have to be, and we have to be disappointed, don't we? It's not right if we just say, "Look, we're, you know, we played very well, but you know, for a couple of lapses in in, in concentration, you know, bar that, we were great." Those we we can't have that because that's the difference, isn't it? We got we've got us we've, we've got to we've got to play smarter. We've got to make sure we don't put ourselves under that pressure and. We just have to wise up and those are things that i think can be fixed um because we're putting ourselves into those positions it's not like they're scoring one the tries I, I I don't feel they are it's it's we're making them look and we're making a lot of these sides look great because we're physically physically we're there aren't we um well, technically oh we're not you know we're not there upstairs mm. and uh, things like you know, not line-out, for instance. Yesterday, yeah. just was comp- was all over the shop. Why, why, why did it suddenly go that bad? What, what, yeah, and know? again, that's not a, you
1: know, that's again not an unfamiliar situation for us to be in. That no, it's not. you know, the, the the Welsh lineout has has not functioned because that has you know that's been a symptomatic problem even when we've been playing well. That it's. That it has been an area of the game that we've that we've struggled to to be consistent in at
0: any rate, and it was even when um there wasn't any pressure coming on from them we were we were we were making errors at the line out yeah so yeah.
1: it's hard to know it's hard to know what to read it, into that um but yeah it is it's again it's another frustration that we just do keep coming back to the same old the same old woes.
0: And then we put ourselves under the pressure, don't we? Because we're expecting to win the ball. We don't. And, you know, they pick it up. And, you know, then causes us big causes big issues. So, again, we're putting ourselves into these positions. It's us, it's us that's doing it. Mm. Um, not that sides are playing, you know, uh, fantastic rugby. Um, and that's where we just got to sort it out, didn't we? Yeah, we do. Again,
1: just to, to you know, to try and put uh, to try and pick some of the positives out of it, I think uh, you know we said we said yesterday there were some good individual performances. I think arguably none more so than than Josh Navidi. How impressed have you been with the Cardiff Blues flanker?
0: I've been very impressed with um, with Josh Navidi. I He's the hard yards that he makes are mighty impressive. Mm. Um, you know, he's making yards when he's got two or three people on his, on his back and he's busting busting through tackles. His work rate is off the scale. He's all over the park, isn't he? He's a real a real handful. I don't think Sides like playing against him. He's you know, he's abrasive, um he's kept his you know, in the past he's given quite a few penalties away at times. We haven't seen much of that. Mm. Um so hard carrying, loads of tackles and uh He's he's actually been I suppose you could, he's actually been creative for us, hasn't he? Because he's busting he's busting through, which one of our most creative players, which is, is a little odd. Um, he's gone really well, really well.
1: Yeah, I've been I've been delighted for him actually because you know if I'm being if I'm being completely honest, I think you know I'm sure we've mentioned it on this podcast in the past that uh, we've all had a huge amount of admiration for what he's done for Cardiff Blues, and you never ever question his work rate. I think the thing that a lot of us questioned was, well, is he physical enough, and can he can he really do it at international level? And you know, I was never quite sure. I thought he may have fallen into that into that mould of you know good club player, but actually, the the way he seized his opportunity in in uh, the two games that he's played, you have to say, you know, he's he's going to make life it's going to make life difficult for Gatlin to ignore him when everyone is fully fit and. For that, you can only say hats off to the fellow, and you know I, I am really, really pleased for him because you're right—he he leaves absolutely everything out there.
0: Yeah, he never has a bad game, does he? And he's been—he's played well for the Blues for a long time, and I was unsure whether he was going to whether he was going to be able to step up, and he—he's proved a lot of people wrong, hasn't he? And I think he's a a real um, a real option now for us at six moving forward, depending. You know, depending on who we're playing against, um, equally a great man to have on uh, have on the bench, isn't he? Covering the whole of the back row, so um, his future looks bright in a in a, in a you know in a red shirt. I think.
1: Anyone else who's impressed you? Anyone else who's kind of you know you can look at and go, okay, well that has been a that has been a positive.
0: I thought Amos. You know, Amos played well yesterday, didn't he? He did get um, skinned on the outside. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um which we know has happened to him in the past. Um but I just he's, I really like the way he reads the game and uh he's a smart rugby player, isn't he? Uh-huh. Um cuts beautiful lines and he's gone you know, he's he's gone quite well, isn't he? I think Alan Wynne Jones has a, you know, he's, he's been immense, isn't he? Um I almost as always though, isn't he?
1: Yeah, he, he has he has been. I mean, I don't think you can you know, again, it, it doesn't. That is one of the the more pleasantly predictable things about watching Wales is you. It's very rare that you see Alan Wyn Jones not put in a massive shift, and uh, you know, again, that that is a, a real kind of reassuring thing because you need players of his of his calibre to be at their best
0: if you're going to push God. if you're going to push sides. When he goes, Jed, we're going to be missing him, aren't we?
1: Well, we are, but again, that's why it's important to make sure that we've, you know, that we've got that next, um, that next generation of, of players coming through. So, you know, as much as, you know, as much as it is difficult during the autumn, maybe we're going back a little bit on what we've we've said already. But it is the real opportunity to see some of these players now. Like I've, like i said last week, I don't like the wholesale changes. I just don't think we're we're able to do that. But it is really good to see players like Nividi. You know, Navidi is now a legitimate option. Um, <laughs> it's and he probably been, wouldn't have been there, would he? No, <laughs> I, I don't think he would have been. You know, if Jenkins and Warburton and Ollie Griffiths, Griffiths. And, and you know, I think maybe even Cubby. If I think Cubby might have had a crack if uh, if he'd um, if he'd have been fit for this autumn, I think it may have been the time that. The Welsh manager went, well, actually, you know what, we just can't ignore him anymore. Whatever reason they've been ignoring him before, I don't know. But I think they might want to have a look.
0: Is there something in this, then, that there are other players out there that they, you know, him, he wouldn't have had his chance, would he? Probably. Um, If there weren't that that number of injuries. Mm. And yet he's come out as a real success, then, from the autumn campaign so far. Are there others that we need to give those chances to? That are you know, in form, um, and let them, let them, let them have a run.
1: Yeah, well, I think the, you know, you never know how people are gonna are gonna go. I think if you'd have asked us prior to the autumn whether either Steph Evans or Josh Navidi were international class players going into the series, I think the question mark would probably have been over Navidi's head now, as we're coming to the end of this series, no, I'm not writing Steph Evans off at all, at all. Um, but he's had, a, you know, he's had a tough a tough couple of games. Uh, you know, and the question mark's more over his head than it is over the likes of Navidi. So, you, you know, you're never sure until you actually put these players out there. So, you know, I do think we, you know, we, you've got to reward form and find out whether, uh, whether players are, are good enough. And if you do that, that's how you develop your strength in depth, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it is, yeah. He's <laughs> Yeah, Steph Evans has got a lot, to, a lot to work on. It's going to be a, a difficult, uh, a difficult day on Monday, isn't it, watching the game back for him? Because there was quite a lot of, uh, quite a lot of stuff off the ball as well that he was caught, he was caught out on a number of occasions. Um to so be tough viewing for, for him. But I, I do think he's got enough about him. Um I, assume, you know, I, I really hope anyway for him to, to learn from this and, and come back stronger. Um, yeah, I hope so too. Because I love his,
1: I love his raw, um, his raw skills and his desire to want to beat players. And you know, I do think he's an exciting player to watch. I think he's a tremendous finisher. But that step up is always going to be difficult. You know, he's at that stage in his career where he's still he's still learning. There were defensive frailties on display yesterday. It doesn't help when you're you're up against, you know, either Iwani or um, or Naholo. That's you know that's going to be a really yeah, tough afternoon that's never easy for a, for a small yeah. guy, but you know that is that's the reality of international rugby. So while I don't think it was you know it's not the best game you'll see Steph Evans play this season, I still think that he'll have he'll have learnt a lot, and I still think there's enough magic in in what he does to uh, to persist with him. I'm not saying you know you pick him regardless, but I think you know you still want to keep a close eye on him and make sure you're developing him, because I wouldn't, I certainly wouldn't be writing him off at this stage.
0: Yeah, I totally, I totally agree. He would have taken a lot from that one, and uh, he'll only come back stronger.
1: Right then, let's have a look ahead to the South Africa game now. So, oh, this uh, it's always a, a bit of a tricky one, because Wales play, you know, all the other sides have, have finished playing, and Wales play a, a fourth international, which falls outside the window. Which makes life more difficult in terms of uh, in terms of squad selection. On top of that, we've then got injuries to to bear in mind as well. So I think it's going to be a difficult. Um, well, yeah, maybe, maybe actually it's not going to be that difficult, but it's certainly going to going to mean that Gatland doesn't have a the same pool to the same pool of players to to choose from this weekend. So. With What's mind, happening with the
0: uh, the English-based boys?
1: Well, this is it. I mean, there's always that uncertainty and not knowing. Uh, yeah, not knowing who those players are going to be are going to be available. For the purpose of this, I've just worked on the basis that none of them are. So, based on those players who played this weekend um, or yeah were featured in the squad, that leaves you without Owen Williams, without Toby Falatai, without Jamie Roberts, without Tom Francis, without Rhys Priestland, which. You know that's a quite a few um, quite a few options are then kind of taken out of your hands. Uh, you throw into the the mix the injuries uh, to Reese Webb and Jake Ball. The Jake Ball one looks pretty bad as it happened. Um, Reese Webb with concussion that's always going to be a doubt. So in reality, you know I I wouldn't be surprised if none of those players are available going into this weekend.
0: Yeah, it's going to be. It's gonna be a tough game this one, isn't it? We haven't got we haven't got many players selected. We so we've got Rob Rob Evans at ten. Yeah,
1: yeah, this is it. This is it. I think yeah, Rob Evans at ten, or I was considering Justin Tipperick at ten with Rob Evans as a ball playing inside inside centre. See, some
0: people probably would want Tipperick at ten, wouldn't they? So that's not yeah. Um, nice to see him back on the park, wasn't it, As well, actually.
1: Yeah, it was, and I um, you know, I did think he uh, I did think he made a difference. in the the end as well I just think he's he's so noticeable he just goes looking for work not just in the wide channels but he's always you know he's always keen to get stuck in I think it's a bit of a myth Yeah looks crafty. Yeah you know I think his defence is great I think it's a bit of a myth that he doesn't do the grunt work I really do you know I don't think you could ever question that and you know I think if it wasn't for if it wasn't for Sam Warburton he'd have started a hell of a lot more games in the past so um, with that in mind I've had a look at who I would select if yeah. i was if I was picking a team of those players that are left over looking forward to hearing this slide, then. are you all right well despite the um despite the temptation to play Rob Evans at the inside center, <laughs> I have opted to play him at to play him at loose um and again, I think he's he's gone really well this autumn he's just a a terrific player, and you know it is quite funny that. He just looks like one of our more creative players, and he happens to be a loose head prop. Yeah, he does, doesn't he? So so comfortable on the ball. So um, that's another positive, eh? Yeah, it is. No, no, it is good actually, and, and I, you know, it's good to see the forwards looking to looking to offload rather than just um, rather than just smashing it up. So we've seen so many for so many years. Uh, Ken Owens, you know, again, like we, we said, there there has been problems with the line out. I don't think that's solely down to the solely down to the hooker, but I wouldn't be changing anything in that regard. I think you've got to, I think you've got to go
0: for him. Uh, yeah, there was more, there was more going on there, wasn't there? It looked, to I me mean, it'd be good to have a, uh, uh, put, yeah, someone who, uh, who knows their stuff on, on line outs, but it looked as if there was, uh, there was a fair bit going on with the, with the jump as well, wasn't there? Where we were, how we were standing, lifting. Um, but yeah, he did got through a lot of work, didn't he, around the park. Yeah, as always. As always. Uh
1: so yeah, I don't think you can look don't think you can look past him. Uh Leon Brown tight head. You know, I think there's no there's no options really. Um with Francis being unavailable and, and Lee being Lee being unfit. Next cab off the rank is is Leon Brown. Yeah. I think Leon Brown. And uh yeah, I think you know, I think he's had a he had a tough spell against Georgia. But at the same time, yeah, you know, I think he's looked really good in the loose. In um, in all three of
0: his appearances, actually, so you know, yeah, we have to mark that down as a positive. Then we as well, when we're looking at, you know, we're not being too critical on I mean, his yeah. scrummaging performance. He's he's, you know, he's he's himself well, isn't
1: he? Yeah, and you know, there's no prop in the world that hasn't that hasn't had a day where they've been stuffed. So you know, he's he's a young he's a young guy. I think he's he's undoubtedly showing more positives than uh, the than negatives, and. You know, what are the chances if you stumbling across a, a tight head who is going to walk straight, you know, walk into the side and then suddenly look completely comfortable at international level level scrummaging? You know, it's just... It's, yeah. It's quite unrealistic. But there are things that he'll... you have to learn on the
0: job a bit there, don't you? Yeah, international. So.
1: Um, and, you know, he's right at the beginning. It's, you know, it's his first season as a regional rugby player. And so to be, in, you know, to be now starting, starting against South Africa, you know, I think he'll... He will, you're right. You'll have to be learning on the job. Yeah. and he'll yeah he'll absolutely love having that opportunity, won't really, he? So. Right. Yeah, Second row. This is this is where it gets interesting mm. uh, because I think you know obviously Alan and James picks himself. Now I think most people, or you know I think the common consensus, and I think what Gatlin will do is that they go for they go for Corey Hill here. Now again, I he's had Corey, a good
0: campaign as well. Yeah, it?
1: I think, I think he well. has gone um, well. Again can never question his, his work rate. I thought he did a good job um, when he came on for ball yesterday. But again, I'm just really keen to, say, to see Seb Davis in action. I think he's been fantastic yeah. for the Blues all season. And I don't think we learned anything in the Georgia game where he played eight other than the fact that he's not an eight. So I'd be really keen to see what he's able to do. Because um, you know, again, it's, you, you're going to learn things coming up against South African second rowers. You know that's that's always going to be um, that's always going to be a tough area for you. So I say, get him in and let's see what he's made of. Yeah, it could
0: be a, it could be a nice partnership. That. Huh?
1: Yeah, and I've, I've said this before, but I see a lot of Alan Win Jones in in Seb Davis. You know, it's not looking to put too much pressure on him, but I can just you know I just see that he's he reminds me of, of Alan Win Jones at that stage in his in
0: his career and. um you know, I don't think I don't think that's a bad thing. Yeah, you'd really enjoy wouldn't he having a having a stint next to Allenwin Jones there in the boiler house. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd love to see that. Fingers crossed. And then into the back row,
1: I think, you know, working on the basis that Toby's not going to be available. You bring Tiprick into the side, uh, open side and push Navidi into eight and keep Shingler at six. That's
0: what I would do. Yeah, it's good good strong back row that, isn't it? Be great to see tips uh, you know tips starting and um getting him linking in between the forwards and the the forwards and the backs so yeah good back row. Yeah and
1: I think if we're um you know like we said where the expectation is on forwards to be more than just uh, more than just ball carriers I think uh, you know obviously he's been one of our one player who's always looked comfortable with ball in hand so actually you know in this style of in this style of play I think he's one of those players who plays what's in front of him, so I'd I'd definitely get him in there.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. We just, just, yeah, it's just it's just so good, isn't he? We commented yesterday, me just when he was warming up. Yeah. On the on the sideline, even just his little, his little just the way he warms up is his quality, you know. His ball skills, it's, he's a he's a fantastic player, isn't he? So, yeah, I can't wait to see him out there next weekend, though.
1: And then into the backs, you know, I don't think you have, um, I don't think you have a choice there. Really. I think you have to go Gareth Davis at, at nine. And you know, I thought I thought he did quite well yesterday. Actually, I think yeah, I thought um, he played well. I enjoyed his I enjoyed his left foot volley into uh, into touch. That was perfectly weighted,
0: <laughs> and um, he caught it, it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um I think um yeah, he'll be he'll be telling everyone in training that he meant it, whether or not he did. I, I don't think I don't think it matters too much. I enjoyed that one. Uh, and obviously he got on the score sheet I think he's, he's, starting he gave to the he's starting to show the glimpses of what we've seen from him in the past 'cause you know he is a player who can he can cause trouble for opposition um so I think in the absence of webb you know he's he's the only choice there, and I think realistically you know we might well get used to seeing him in that number nine jersey for a bit longer as
0: well yeah I, yeah possibly yeah. we'll have to wait and see there. <laughs> what's gonna happen. But for me yeah, he played well. Um but if you look at their nine, I mean it's just it's a different class, isn't it? But he gave everything and um had a had a strong game.
1: He did, yeah. The one thing I just don't you know, I just don't think we get right is the is the box kicks from nine. And I don't think we did it particularly well yesterday and if you kick away possession to to New Zealand you're asking for trouble because we said it before. You know they've they've got two monster wingers. They've got ball playing centres. They've got an absolute freak of an athlete in Bowden Barrett and and uh, and Aaron Smith, as as you've said there. You know every and McKenzie as well. You know they're, they're terrifying individuals. So that that they is really one are. area that I think we've just got to be we've got to be better against any Southern Hemisphere side.
0: Their lineup was interesting, wasn't it? In the in the in the back, so they'd have they were having two players very very deep weren't they mm. which then made it really difficult for us to kick and i thought we didn't kick we didn't kick that much did we when we did kick it was poor yeah I um understand. so we had we had a little bit of success with a dink over the you know the dink over mm. the top because they were so far back um but it then meant that any any poor kicks we'll they had a fair bit of time and they could see exactly what was going on so they they did it that was they did a good job there didn't they with, yeah, their, with their uh, stance you know, as, that was as, quite
1: tactical, as you'd expect um, but again it's up to us to, it's up to us to react and to you know and to, and to nullify that and you said yeah you're quite right that a couple of those those high kicks over the top caused a um,
0: you know tried to nullify that a bit and I think that's they, still, they were, they were splitting the ball weren't they they were that's where if you put New Zealand under pressure like any side they will make mistakes and we just couldn't uh we didn't exploit any of them individually, did we? Like, you know, the, the holo I mean, he—if he, you kick over the top of him and he's going backwards, different yeah. player. Fantastic going forwards, but they were having him. He was standing so deep, so far back that it probably—it probably meant that we couldn't then exploit that. Um, but there are little bits. And I suppose there are weaknesses, aren't there? There's little weaknesses to their game that you can pick out and. We didn't see any of that again, which was um, f- frustrating for you know for me. I thought, um, but hey, next year,
1: yeah, well, that's it. Yeah, next year
0: it we is. Go
1: isn't again, it next year again. I know. Yeah, the uh, That's it. The uh, then the hope starts again next year. Um, bring it back to the the side for next week. Bigger at ten again. I don't, I don't think there's. I think it's been another frustrating autumn for Reese Patchell because he's not going to have featured much at all. But um, you wouldn't be
0: tempted with you to, to to let one of the other 10s have a have a run.
1: Um. Well, again, you've only you've only got presuming Priestland's not not going to be available, you've only got Patchell to choose from. Um. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he, I think he'll get his opportunity um, because he'll because he'll come off the bench, but. Don't know. In this game, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure they would. I think it's going to be enough changes in the back line that uh, I think you're going to need a bit of consistency. And yeah. I, I would just go a bit bigger. I think he's still our best ten
0: at the moment. So you think we need in there just to sort of control, make sure that everything's uh, everyone's going to be all right. You know. Yeah.
1: Well. Yeah. And I just think I think as as controlling tens go, you know, he's um, he's one of the That's best out there and. You know we know he's international class you know and where we're going to have seen so many enforced changes as part of this side and missing a load of players through injury before that you know you're going to need him out there so i don't think i don't think we have a choice to, to change him on this game um inside center i i think he's going to go for Hadley parks i think i probably would as well we haven't got time to go into the uh into the residency laws which we've chatted about numerous occasions in the past mm-hmm. But I think you know, are yeah. picking solely on the best players who are available and I think you go with Hadley Parks and, and Scott Williams in the centres.
0: Man on match performance from Hadley Parks?
1: Well you never know. You wouldn't put it past him. I mean he's such a natural You wouldn't yeah. He's such a natural footballer that you know it's gonna be interesting to see how he goes in that back line. Do you think you'll slot straight in, just be fine? Yeah, I do actually. Yeah, I do. I, I think do the only so. question mark is his, um is his pace, but I think against you know, a big physical side like South Africa, there's going to be opportunities to show his to show his sleight of hand and his ability to read the game and his good kicking game and, you know, I I, I do
0: think he'll look comfortable there. Yeah. Yeah, but I, yeah, I'm looking, I, I like the way he plays, so yeah, we'll uh, be keeping a, keeping a keen eye on him.
1: And then into the back three, just to finish, uh, I think you keep the same back three. For me, I know this has been said loads and we've probably got bigger issues to worry about, but I wouldn't actually pick half Penny at fullback. I'd move him onto the wing. I just I'm so worried every time he gets the ball, he doesn't look like he's gonna pin a man. I don't think his pass is particularly good. Um I had a tweet over the weekend from uh, from Matt Armstrong who's a, a regular regular listener to the podcast and he said and kind of planted this seed that, you know, are you able to have a footballer, you know, to have a A non-footballing 15 there you know do you have to have someone who's got really good distribution and you know I think I'm just not sure I'm not sure you can pick a player like half penny at 15 anymore and so I'd I'd have that little switch around because I'm keen as much as anything I'm keen to see how half penny will get on on the wing because I think I think he'll be fine he's played enough rugby there in his career he's a good finisher you know he's, he's good defensively if you exclude the odd Bad head positioning on, on tackles. Um, I'd be, I'd be keen to put him out there because where I, where I worry about him is coming into the line. I think he is symptomatic of a player who just ships it on too quick. So I'd actually go Halloween Amos at fullback and then half penny and Steph Evans on the wings.
0: Yeah, interesting. I mean, how different could it have been if, if half penny was, uh, if half penny was on the one wing and, uh, Liam was at 15, you know?
1: Yeah, and again, we, could been, uh, we could have
0: been, we could have been looking at different, Different scoreline there. We just we just should have found that out last
1: autumn, though. And again, that's where we're playing catch up. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Agreed.
1: Any other losses
0: you've made to that? No, I like I like that. Um, I think the second row punish I think uh, it'll probably be Corey Hill, won't it? But you 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 mentioned that anyway. Yeah, um, it probably will we. And Imosia, you know, I'd love to see him with a, with a bit more. With a bit more space, um, I like him as a I like him as a fifteen. So, you know, an yeah. international is it's, it's going to be it's it's different, isn't it? Mm. Different level altogether. But yeah, um, another sort of I mean the games they're always exciting, aren't they? And uh, yeah, that squad there it'd be good to see how it'd be really interesting when to see how it fares up.
1: Prediction then, done. Wales by five. I'm actually going to go narrow Wales victory as well. Actually, I'm going to go Wales by two. Um, I don't. God, know. I tell you what, there's not often there's not often a pod where the, we both no, going for, go for the Welsh I No, that's true. Yeah. But no, I I think um yeah they're they're not as bad as they were last year South Africa, but I still think there's there's enough there for us to exploit even though we're missing a lot of a lot of players, um, and I think just yeah having um. Even having Tipperick back in there. I like the the kind of and you know, even though you're losing Toby, I just think that you've got a couple more, you got a couple more ball players in there, and I think Parks will will slot in quite well. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I can see I can see a narrow Wales victory there, but I think it'll be a funny game. Yeah. You know, I think it'll be a strange game. You
0: yeah, I mean? it, it, it kind of almost it feels,
1: feels like it's going to be a, be, a, be an odd one this one. With the amount of players um, missing on both sides, it almost feels a bit like a. A friendly, you know, as close as you can get to a friendly in rugby. Yeah, but I'm sure, I'm yeah, well sure that'll hope, go. I'm sure yeah. that'll go out the window when the uh, the game gets underway because the, the South Africans tend not to be the friendliest pack in the
0: world. Big, big man. Let's hope for a, you know, a good game, and yeah, uh, you know, we just have to get we just have to get a win in this game, don't we? I
1: think we do, and uh, yeah, we haven't got too long to find out whether we'll get that or not. So that brings us to a close for this week's Attacking Scrum podcast. Uh, Let us know what you think on Twitter at Attacking Scrum or on Facebook. And uh, if you want to leave us a review as well, do that on iTunes, and uh, we'll make sure that we give you a shout-out. And otherwise, we'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening. Podcast Network.